Well, there are different stages of like difficulties of being a single parent because probably the first few years of having kids, like you actually don't know what to do on certain circumstances, especially if they are sick. So the anxiety that you feel. Hi, Irene. Hello, Ruth. How are you? I'm really good. What's up? Great. I'm so excited for today's episode because after recording more than 10. I think 11. Yeah. This is the 12. I'm excited because we have a guest for the first time. Finally. Not that I'm bored having <laughs> you. I feel like it. <laughs> no, I'm just excited because the topic that we're going to have today is, I know, something that a lot of women can relate to. This guest is a longtime friend of mine. I've known her since 2010. We've been colleagues for two companies already. Since then, we've really got along with a lot of deep conversations that we've had. And for sure, we will learn a lot from her. So without further ado, let's call JC. Hi. <laughs> Hi, JC. Hi, Irene. Hi, Ruth. Oh my God, this is my first time. That's really great. Nice to meet you, by the way. Yeah, you do. <laughs> so the topic for today is about raising kids alone. This is a controversial topic. And thank you, JC, for gracing your presence. Oh, my pleasure. I know this is not a simple topic, but something that we can learn from, especially single moms out there. Let's start with the backstory, how you became a single parent. Well, actually, first and foremost, I've never been married. So I guess there's actually a few different types of being a single parent. One that you've been divorced or separated. And the other would be like out of wedlock, like single solo parents like that. Or single mom, single dad. So and that's where I belong. So, uh, well, I guess, you know, when you're young and happy, you don't really think about the future. You don't really listen to other people even if you're aware of what you're doing and I guess some people take the easiest choice in life and hence here I am <laughs> a solo mother of two so but I don't actually regret anything that's just the story behind it I don't want to go deeper and remind me of the past everything is good now anyway past is in the past yeah and you know I was actually raised by a single parent my mom me and my sister yeah my mom must be really proud of you that I don't know <laughs> <laughs> Look where you're at that right now. Right. Trying to figure out mm, life. We all are. Yes. We respect that you don't want to go down deeper that. Mm -hmm. So I just want to move to the next question, which is how did you explain to your kids about the situation? Well, I guess it came naturally. Like, I really want to be honest to my kids since they were young. The moment I know that they can understand what I'm saying or a certain situation, that's the time that I slowly explain to them the setup of our family, why only mama is raising them and they don't have a dad. That actually helped because little by little, they understand the current situation and you don't have to, you know, sugarcoat anything. You know, kids nowadays are really smart. They are aware of their surroundings and the different types of family right now. So it really wasn't difficult for me and I really hope that it wasn't really difficult for them to understand. How old are your kids right now? I have two. So one is 15, the other one is 12. Okay. 
Okay, so they're old enough to actually understand and appreciate what they're yes. doing. Because what you said is like, you don't even have to explain it to them. They just see it naturally. Mm-hmm. Look, my question is, because, you know, I've been in that mm-hmm. situation as a product of a single mother. We never really talk about my dad and all. Like, I only know my dad's name and address, the phone number. That's the only thing I, I knew back then. At that age, I was maybe five years old when I found out that the dad that I know is actually not my dad. It was my stepfather. Mm-hmm. And we never really had like this conversation because it's just awkward. Mm. You think who is the one that will do the first move to actually discuss like freely? Mm. Is it you or the kids or are you or do you have any plan to actually like sit down and talk to your kids about it? I guess it's really the parents in a role to open up about it because they're the one who really know the backstory and what really happened. And I don't want to get in the time that my kids will find out from another person what really happened or who their father is. They actually know, they actually know the picture, I mean, the photo of what they look like and all that. Yeah, like I really didn't have a difficulty in explaining it to them when they were young. I asked them, do you, you want to talk to them? Do you want to reach out? What if your dad reach out to you? Do you want to spend time with them and all that? So I guess the difference between them is that my eldest, she doesn't really give much importance. It wasn't really a big deal to her. So she said that, yeah, if he wants to, then uh, we can chat and all that. But if he doesn't, then it's fine. The difference is my eldest has his father's last name and the second one doesn't have his last name. So, you know, my eldest is like, doesn't really want to. I mean, she doesn't really ask because she knows a little bit of background. For my youngest, though she knows the story and, you know, the reason behind why we're not together she actually had that moment we're in when she was i think five we have this like bonding moment every night you ask them how they are and all that so i asked him are you are you okay are you happy and she wasn't answering then when i asked her why shouldn't she happy and is it because you don't have a dad then she said yeah and i said why are you envious or are you jealous that you see other people you know other kids your classmates bringing their dads she said no I just you know I'm just sad I guess I don't have the control over her feelings about not having a father so I just let her be and I just ensure her that a lot of people love her and uh, she has the family and that she's complete even without her father being here and they get used to it yeah they just get used to that situation unlike if they find out like on a later time like when they already know how to reason out and you get lost on explanations and all that because I I don't want to get to the point where I just shrugged off their questions or whatever they their explanations are. So how, however awkward it is, I tried to face it, you know, in an earlier time. And it's important to highlight, that's why kudos to JC, that she's having that bonding moments with her daughters. Mm-hmm. But we have to highlight that not all moms are like that, okay? That's why it's important to have that good relationship with your kids, especially if you're a single mom, because the kid or the kids may or may not be looking for answers, but it's really important for them to feel that someone's there for them, right? So the security, because that's the only thing they have. And it's kind of difficult for the kid to really grasp about the situation if she or he will do it on their own, Yeah, right? So that's a really good point. And you know what's the, what's the struggle for the kids? 
in this kind of situation is actually the parents bad mouthing each other. Yeah. Like when the kids go to the pa- to the father's side, it's like your mother is the worst. And then when the kids come back to the mother, your father is the worst. And now the kid is in a battle that they should not be in that situation. You know, they're in the situation where they are brainwashed and they have this idea like I can't have both parents. I mean, they don't have to live together, but at least the co-parenting it's not really common in Philippines. Yeah, right? it's not. It doesn't mm-hmm. really happen. And now it's like why do they have to actually act like they are the best parent? Why do kids have to choose only one side? I really don't see a re- the reason that you keep bad-mouthing an- the person if, you know, if you've already moved on or if the things that happened between you are already done. So, you know, that's why even though I was hurt or whatever happened in the past between me and their dad, so I don't really want to have that same emotion passed on to them. Although, I want them not to expect too much so maybe that's the only thing yeah so other than that I would let them find out on their own if the time will come so they will be prepared so maybe it's better that I don't plant something you know that will create a judgment prior to them meeting their father right that's really good i just want to go to the support system how important it is to have a support system in raising a child or kids as a single parent it's very important actually to be honest i'm not getting any support from any of their fathers so it's really a struggle but when they were young or when they were born i did my best to actually make the situation work not the relationship but you know being them responsible to their kids so i even had his last name to my kid i mean i don't want to end up like begging for you know support i know here in the philippines there are laws that you can actually sue someone if it's not for child support but it's a very long yeah it's a very long process and instead of me stressing out just raising my kids you stress out because of that and there are so many loopholes so you know i just lift him up to god i don't really want to stress about it if he's responsible enough he's actually grown up so i don't have to tell him tell them what to do so yeah but do they reach out to just talk to your daughters no they don't actually there was one time that a friend of mine sent a photo of my eldest to his dad and his dad said i don't want to have anything to do with her anymore so that's actually wow hurtful that's what he wants so let him be it's not my kid's loss it's you're lost right so. yeah there's no need to cry over spilled milk anymore. yeah so if he's yeah. move on we'll move on and everybody will move on if in the future you cross paths and the kids doesn't hate the father no i guess not because they really don't have any feelings because you don't talk about yeah. it, implant that idea yeah. so they don't really spend time with their father so they don't really know how they are they're very casual that's the word actually it's a good point that you mentioned about the law and the loopholes and all that and that's the reason why there's a lot of irresponsible people i'm not gonna say just that because of course there would also be irresponsible moms who leave their Mm -hmm. kids but most of the time it's the dads yeah and the thing is the law is not as strict as much as we want to so there are people who are just like keep doing it and not really thinking about the future of the kids unlike in other countries irene you mentioned it the other day the australian 
child support law. You get a job and they have your job or any companies that you work for that are legal. They're connected with all this government sector, meaning part of it is just the child support. So if you have a child and then you separate it with your partner, doesn't matter if you're married or not, but you have a child, you have responsibilities. So whenever you get paid, that money will get out from your paycheck straight away before it can even get to you. And it will get to the kids fund. Oh, like a trust fund? Yeah. And then they can get it every month, every time you get paid or every every week. It doesn't matter how many times you get paid, but they will get it. And the mothers or the fathers, they don't have to beg for it because now it is required by the law that every time you earn money and you have that income, your responsibility is to support your child. Unlike in Philippines. Yeah. Okay, let's say we have the law, but what if they don't have a job? How can you get money from yeah, them? Yeah, exactly. And it's not recorded, right? Yeah. So it, it's really terrible. Yeah. You know, it's just sad that you have to go through that path, that you have to sue someone or you have to go through the legalities of child support. When And you know that it's your kid so you just be responsible when the two of you enjoyed it yeah. and then suddenly it's just you that have to shoulder everything yeah it's not like if you walk away your sperm is gonna <laughs> walk away too <laughs> from the body of my kid right so I don't really get it I don't know it, it just shows how of a person you are and how you were brought up I don't know mm -hmm. I'm not really sure about the reason but that's your kid how can you even think of not giving him or her a better future or a future at least if you can't afford financial support at least try to give them emotional i think yeah just try to see them because it can have a big impact to their yeah. life and the problem here is that when they become successful one day that father is the first person that will go and beg that kid <laughs> well let's see <laughs> <laughs> well you know what it's good that if my daughters will just acknowledge them so that's it you know i don't want people begging for like attention for love it's happening yeah it, it's the reality of life that's right and earlier you mentioned that the fathers are not supporting them financially so i want to know how are you handling your finances as a single parent hustle hustle <laughs> grind mama grind <laughs> but this time grind in a right way <laughs> literal grinding <laughs> actually of course my priority when i have money of if i have extra funds will automatically go to my kids part so the savings for my kids the tuition so that's the most important stuff before anything else and in the past years i don't actually know how i've done it but maybe because i wasn't that person who actually spends a lot so i'm thankful that i'm able to get my kids to a good school and they get what they need and also of course i'm thankful to my parents as well and my sister my brother because even if they don't actually help that financially but being here with me like physically will actually help me you know for the time like looking after the kids then that's actually a big help You know what they say that it takes a village to raise a child. So that actually happens, especially to single parents. You're very lucky to have those people around you that actually support yes, you yes. in that way. Yeah, I think that's why it wasn't really that difficult for me to, you know, live every day to day because I have the support system that I need, you know, there emotionally, like financially. Yeah, so it keeps me going like uh, one day at a time. Right, because I've known Dracy for quite a long time now and I've seen her 
partner that she's really responsible in terms of finances. Maybe because she has already matured and it's important, especially if you're a single parent, that you're mature enough to know your priorities. And she's very, very conservative in terms of her decision making. And she's always putting her kids on top of the list. So how do you manage taking care of your child's needs and working at the same time? It actually was an advantage for me, like when my kids were little, that I worked in a call center because of the shift in hours. Because at night I can work and then during the day, probably I'll sleep like two hours when the kids are asleep and then be on mommy mode. And I was lucky enough that when they probably turned eight, they are already independent. So when I moved jobs, like to a day jobs, I'm confident that I can leave them not actually alone in the house, but you know, they can do, they can eat alone, they can take a bath, you know, like when they go to school, they can prepare for themselves and all that. Time management was was actually a big thing. And the shifting schedules of my work was actually also a plus. Oh, by the way, you know what? It's really hard. When my kids were little, of course, you get a nanny. Of course, I will not deny the fact that I, I was just raising it, them alone. But of course, you hire help as well. And I was actually lucky that during those days, it wasn't that hard to find a nanny. Unlike today, mm-hmm. like yeah. um, I can see even, even not single parents, even just parents or married couples that are both working, they have a hard time finding someone to look after their kids. Well, it's easy to find someone, but what's not hard actually is to find someone that you could yeah. trust and put your kid's life exactly. into their hands. Yeah. yeah, I really admire parents who are working really hard, but how much more, how inspiring single parents. Because they're the only person who need to take care of their kids, their finances, being sane. You know, it's it's really hard work, really inspiring. So now let's go to yourself. Because sometimes single parents are so dedicated to their kids. You mentioned time management, but let's now talk about between juggling work and being a single parent. Do you have time to tend to your own needs? Do you have this me time? Does it exist in your life? I know the answer because I'm your friend, but I want you to share it. But I want to know. (laughs) You know, honestly, when my kids were like probably from newborn to up until five years old, I didn't actually know how to you know, take care of myself. But probably when I was at work, that's the only time that I can fix myself and, you know, have me time. Then, you know, you actually need to fix yourself when you're outside. But now it's actually an advantage of growing up and being independent because you can go to the spa with them. We can now go travel together. So I guess it, it's not that difficult now. It's actually part of my budget. So especially this pandemic, it's going to keep you sane. Right. So now my, my question, is I've, I've heard my mom a lot about this you know like being a single parent is really tough mm. it's really hard especially in her case she never really had any support or community that would help her to raise me and my sister so we have actually 13 years age gap by the way with my sister but still you know having a child after 13 years is like yeah, starting, starting new again scratch. and so she never really had like those support and she was judged a lot by the people for having kids and she had to look after them on her own, right? So my question here is, what was the toughest or hardest part of being a single parent? Well, there are different stages of like difficulties of being a single parent because probably the first few years 
of having kids. Like you actually don't know what to do on certain circumstances, especially if they are sick. So the anxiety that you feel if your kids are sick and also financially, of course, if you're not ready. Like, of course, there are times that I didn't have enough money. Nobody's ready. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like I didn't have enough funds to, you know, to bring them to the doctor or something like that. And But I'm so glad that we had healthcare and having them as my dependents. And also time because my kids, their age gap is not that far. So when they have like school activities and you have to go at the same time, you have to choose. Are you going to go to your eldest or your youngest program? So uh, those are the times that probably are difficult for me. Like you have to choose between them. And time is something that you cannot actually buy. So that's the struggle for like single parents. I mean, of course, financial is also one of them. But, you know, you can always ask for help or loans or something like that. I, I was drawn into listening. It's just like... Is this my mother talking? <laughs> I guess I finally asked the question that I... You wanted to ask? Yeah. Because now we don't really talk about that anymore. At home, we, that thing doesn't exist. That thing never happened. I grew up with no father figure at home so and that's like it. it's like an elephant in the room. Yeah. But I see how much my mother worked really hard to actually feed me, mm. raise me. She had to look after other people's kids yeah. to feed me. And I'm sure that's for her is painful yeah. because you're raising someone else's kids instead of raising your own kids. Yeah, because in your mom's mm. case, she can never get back the times that you were young because she has to work, you know, so that she can give you the things that you need. Yeah, so I think... Being a single parent, the thing that you will struggle the most is time. I mean, anybody, that will be something that they can really get for free. Mm -hmm. And I think time management is hard itself for everyone yeah. already. For a single parent, that's double hard, right? And it just came to me. When we were planning about this, I didn't realize how important this conversation is just now. Until I heard both of you were talking. Like, we are having the point of view of a single parent and at the same time, a point of view of a kid of a single parent. So this is really an important conversation because from Irene's words, the kids don't have necessarily the chance to ask their parents, yeah. right? So this is now the time that we can ask these hard questions and hopefully we're not putting Gracie on us. <laughs> no, no, no. But it actually struck me, you know, because no offense, man, but of course, Irene, I don't want my kids to feel that way when they're already grown. Like, I don't want them to hold back what they want to ask me and have that baggage when they grow up as much as possible I want them to ask me whatever they want to ask because I don't want them to get that information from someone else no matter how awkward it is or how painful it, it may be when they were young we always have this night bonding when they were growing up of course they have friends we have computers <laughs> So we don't really have that much bonding moments anymore. But you were able to actually build the foundation when they were really young, yeah. which is very crucial in the kid's yeah. life. Because that's the stage at that age when they're just, you know, depending on you as their sole uh, protector. Mm -hmm. And you are there to actually discuss things to them and all of that. And, you know, I think you're doing really yeah, great you. for that. Mm -hmm. Because like what you said, it's the time. My, me and my mom, we never really had a time to actually talk about, I mean, now, of course, we have a lot of time but we talk every day but it's not like that kind of talk because you know like what I said earlier it's already in the past and I don't want to put her in a hot seat that she would feel so uncomfortable yeah. but I think out of curiosity as a kid yeah. we want to know what happened and why you are in that household and that thing that we say the 
generation now, Gen Z. Yeah, Gen Z. Not millennials, mm. uh, Gen Z. They said, normalize communication. They try to normalize everything, you know? Yeah, exactly. That's why, like, let's normalize that mother and, and kids could, or parents could actually just talk openly about what's going on. But in my case, back in the days, we don't talk to mothers or we don't ask Very questions. Very conservative, yeah. actually. I was like, this is what it is, so deal mm. with it. I was really sensitive mm. at this part. I'll tell you a short story. My father is dead. I, I've seen my father twice in my life. That was when I was 12 and when I was 16. And both times, I wasn't really that happy meeting him, right? And then the father that I thought that was my father, I found out when I was five, just because of the gossipers, the marites around, <laughs> they were telling me at age of five, at age of four, it's like, no, that's not your father. And then the kids mm-hmm. bullying me because we were the only family in the village that odd family because you know my mom is not really married to mm-hmm. that guy and the, the new boyfriend they don't call it boyfriend back then it's just like husband and wife like even though common law husband or common yeah. law wife mm-hmm. right and after 10 years they broke up which i was 10 years old i was so mad at my mother for doing that because now i lost the father figure in my life i was really mad because i don't understand why do you have to break up with this person and now you are seeing this other person that's my my sister's father so After three years, they had a baby. Well, I don't know. I don't really know because my mom left me at that point. Like 10 years old, she sent me to my auntie. Growing up, it was normal for me to know that I have now a different stepfather. I was affected by the by the separation, which I don't know why I was so affected, but I was affected. I was enraged, and I I never thought that I have that anger in me, right? And then when my mom have another partner, it get worse. That at some point until my sister was like I don't know until she turned four or maybe I get a bit matured. When I was like maybe 17, 18, I was so mad at her. Every time I see her face, every single day, I get angry. Because why my mom have to actually make another kid from another boyfriend, right? So that, I was mad. So my story now is very long. (laughs) My question is very short. Oh, you have a question? (laughs) Yeah, I have a question actually. And you even said you have a short story. (laughs) Yeah. So the question is, do you see yourself dating again? Or are you thinking of what the consequences or if it could affect your relationship with your dog. Am I open to dating? Of course. But it's not a priority. If love life will come, then good. But if not, then it's okay. Actually, my priority is building funds so I can travel <laughs> when my kids graduate. And if somewhere along the way, I meet someone, then that's good. If not, then I'll be somewhere you know, in a white beach. And I asked my kids, what if I started dating or if mommy has a boyfriend? But their age right now, they said that, okay, they actually don't see it as something that will take me away from them. So I guess because they are already grown up and they actually know what dating is or having a relationship is and if ever i have someone i'm gonna make sure that he knows that i have priority with my kids and that my kids know him well so right now i don't really see myself like looking for it i wanted to travel first on my own i don't know maybe times have really changed for me it's not a priority anymore so let's say you find a person you really like this person but there's a catch the kids suddenly they don't like like this person for you who you will choose i want to know why they don't like the guy 
is it something that the guy did to them? No, just gut feeling. Yeah, they just don't like well, him at all. Well, I guess I have to find a way that they spend time together. We spend time together so that they can know each other. And I can also observe why they don't like him or something before I come to a conclusion. Because I don't want to say that I will choose my kids over this. Because that's going to be Telenovela. <laughs> yeah. Not saying, no, no. I'm going to choose my kids over love. But then if in reality, if you love someone, right? So I want to know. I want to assess what their reason is. Because I believe that my kids are not that immature. And if there is actually a reason, like it's something abusive and all, of course I'm going to choose my children. You really have to think twice before introducing yeah. someone else mm-hmm. into your kid's life. Especially if you have two girls. It's very yeah. dangerous. And that will build something to them that, you know, how they will, how... Because they don't have a father figure, right? So if you, if I introduce someone to them, like a man, another guy so it should be someone that they can look up to it's the actually probably first hand experience on how they should be treated as a girl or as a woman so if they see some if I'm I'm gonna be treated like you know something like a trash even though they consciously say that it's not right but since they grew up in that kind of situation they might think that that's normal right and I know it's gonna be difficult and things would need to develop first before we go to the next level so step by step it's not like it's just me that needs to know him there are two other people who need to know him and of course they're gonna be part of their lives eventually listening to JC she has created her own self like Mm -hmm. she's so independent she knows what she wants yeah and she was able to create whatever she would like to be i mean i know she's still working in the process we've always talked about it but that's the importance of being able to stood out of what happened right because let's be honest not all single parents Mm -hmm. are like that right and because jc and some of other single moms out there were able to really make a decision of i'm gonna be independent i'm gonna raise my kids i'm gonna do this do that on my own but there are some single moms out there who are like i need to find a father for my kids i need to find a boyfriend i need to i need to find someone mm-hmm. who will support us yes. even if they're abusive yeah that's the that's sad part right because if you are not able to learn from the things that you've had in the past things will just continue it's gonna be a cycle and remember this your kids will not listen to what you said they will watch what mm-hmm. you're doing that's right yeah so it's really important to make the right decisions not for yourself but for the benefits or for the welfare of your kids so let's now move to the social pressure because we have a good conversation now i just want to put this in one and in one context about social pressure we know here in the philippines people are so opinionated so how do you deal with the marites <laughs> around <laughs> you know gossiping about single parents and whenever you go out they have this say like you're a pabaya or buhay dalaga or you're, you're selfish have you experienced that and how do you well, deal with I- that like social stigmas yeah there will be depending on the environment that you're in for me well how do I handle it I just don't you just ignore them <laughs> yeah I just don't care yeah I know there are some like you should put your kids priority first you should not do this you should not go out I guess for me the only person or the people that can only tell me that I'm a bad mom are my kids so that's all that really matters so even if my mom tells me that you're not a good mom you're not being a good mom because you're like it like it it will not affect me or it really doesn't affect me 
Because as long as my kids tell me that I'm doing a great job and they appreciate what I do, then I'm happy. So I guess it doesn't affect me what other people say. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is the closing part. I have a question. What is your advice for all single moms out there or single parents? But I want to hear the point of view of a single parent and I want to hear the point of view of the kid of a single parent. So what is your advice to single moms or single parents? For single parents, I guess you have to forgive yourself first you know because I mean there's gonna be guilt because you're raising a kid not in a complete family and be honest I think that's the first part and understand that no one is perfect and that you're trying your best sometimes I feel like I'm not trying my best but you know when I see my kid maybe I'm doing something good and if you need help I guess you have to say it you know it's hard really in this time I mean in this generation it's really hard prejudices are everywhere pressure of society is really on it's, it's different from before so when it comes to kids also set boundaries you know sometimes you're being a single parent you want to double or thrive for their trust but sometimes it's bad so you just have to set boundaries and I guess make time for your kids that's actually the best advice that I can give everything will follow wow that's nice words of advice of a single mama to another single mama so you really have to listen to this episode okay Irene <laughs> okay so I would protect I'm talking to my mother maybe 20 years ago when she had me with all the judgment because you know my father was actually her boss she was a nanny so she felt like she fails in that part of her life but I wish she would not blame herself for what happened and I'm really thankful that after all her mother got mad at her because now the support system means the financial support that she's doing for them is now cut off and they almost beat her for that and I'm really glad that she did not give up on that pregnancy and of course I won't be here if she did right and she never really had someone to talk to in this situation because by then if you said that you're sad people would think you're weak or if you you know if you have depression you're crazy like what you said mothers or fathers don't be scared to actually talk about it and when you have kids don't try to hide what's the truth about your kid's father even if you hate the father you don't don't show that to the kids because they have to learn it on their own with their own mind with their own experience what kind of person their father is you don't have rights you have no rights to tell them that their father is bad because they haven't experienced that just because they left doesn't mean that they're bad and another thing is if you made a second you call it mistake don't get mad at yourself for doing that because you're young mistakes will happen even if you're old mistakes will happen and it's part of life because my mom I had a feeling when we were talking you know she felt bad because she had to put me into a situation where I had to work for myself at age of 11 until I get older I had to work for different people she felt bad because she felt like she failed me but she did not because if a kid have the right mind and see what the parents are doing my mom was doing her best in that part she's trying her best yeah just take it easy and make sure you don't endanger your kids with a new partner once you see some red flag there that can endanger your kids get out of that no matter what prioritize your kids over your love because you know you can replace a guy but you can never replace your child or your kids i've never really talked about this before because for me it's a little bit dramatic the reason my mom and my step my first stepdad separated was because of the red flag in there the guy's lust for a kid maybe i don't know but nothing happened it's just that my mom had this 
gut feeling. And the good thing about her was she knows how to earn money and she did not think twice to leave that 10 years relationship. If only I could actually talk to her about it and thank her for doing what she did and and apologize for me being angry at her for that separation because I was 10. I had no clue what was happening. But now that I'm old enough, when I think about it, she did the right decision. And if there's something I'm, I'm thankful or grateful about, and that is her doing that, saving me from hell. And I don't blame my mom for for anything that happened to me. Of course, my, my life was tough. She had to, she left me and all. But And if I'm in her situation, I'm probably be gone by now, you know, with all the things that happened to her. Yeah, I don't know if I really said something that is an advice for for a single parent. But all I'm saying is just hold on and raise your kids well. Be there as their friend, as their mother, as their guardian, as their protector. Do yeah, it. Yeah, one thing is costs. for sure actually that mm-hmm. your mom is a strong woman and she actually raised strong kids and you know, mm-hmm. confident. Yeah. Okay. I have one last question before we close this. You've already said your piece and advice for the single mom. Now I want to hear your advice to the kids of single parents. Okay, so the advice, which I think this kind of, of situation that there's a gap between mother and then kids, it normally happens at the teenager age. Now that I'm an, an adult, I don't care about it. Like, yeah, you know, what? It made me. But teenage age, all the anger, jealousy, and everything is there. And I was in that situation. I was there. I felt like why I have this situation where I don't have a father, why I only have a mother. Of course, we always want to have our dad, just like our friends or our cousins. They have dads, but why we don't have dads? And so we get angry at our mom. The first thing we felt is actually get angry at the mother. I don't know why, though, but that's just what it is. Because we think that it's the mother's fault when it's not just one person. <laughs> it's both of them, <laughs> you know, and... And never think you're a victim of it because now you're just, you know, self-pity. I asked my sister about this because, of course, she's in the same situation. Well, I don't know if it's really lucky for us that both fathers are dead because now we don't have to deal with the other sides. We don't have to deal with the parents or the father's side. And you know the good thing about having only mother when you get older, when you start working and you have to support a parent? You only have to support one parent. That's the best thing. So keep that in mind. For real, for real. I'm in the situation right now that I'm so thankful I only have a mother. Well, Irene is like a realist person so that's why she's more on the expensive side and all that but that's true (laughs) it's reality especially if you're yeah if you're the kid and trying to make things for yourself you know it's really something to consider (laughs) like yeah i'm still blessed right well i guess my advice maybe be more understanding I mean, I know they're kids, but, you know, understanding gets you a long way. And it actually avoids miscommunication. And don't be afraid of who you are and know that you are always loved. Because, of course, your parent or your mom, your dad will always love you. Will actually try their best to shower you with all the love that you deserve. So, yeah, there. Short and sweet. Yeah, it's a really good conversation. I never imagined it would be as fruitful as this one because I just thought okay these are the set of questions and all that but the way we address all the points it's really informative in something that we can learn from so I'd like to thank JC for joining us today it's really a good conversation and yeah and having me like 
the third person in this conversation who's not a single mom and not also a product of a single parent. This is my advice for those who cannot relate, those marites. Let's not judge them. Let's not add fuel to the fire. Like, our opinion doesn't matter. Like, keep it to yourself. And for those who are, like, considering, oh, I'm, I don't want to get married. I just gonna, I just want to have a baby and raise that baby by myself you have to ask yourself am i ready financially emotionally because you really have to be available to that kid oh and another thing i just want to add this because i heard this from a friend i, I asked you know like where's the father of the two kids mm -hmm. and you know what this is just a good eye opener to the, the younger generation maybe or to my generation right she made it until 28 years old up having kids she was in a relationship and she was doing great you know with a career and all of that with a boyfriend they're not married but then the guy suddenly start cheating and for her the only solution that she could think of is if i get pregnant now this guy will not leave me which is very 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 wrong never ever do that to you and to the child because one day you will resent the child you will get angry at the child for looking exactly like the father that left you. So please, don't use any of that to tie a person in your life. Don't use marriage as a guarantor to make sure that that person stay with you. Because that's like ransom. Like you're just kidnapping a person's <laughs> yeah. mind. And it's not gonna work well. So... Yeah, the only thing that I would say is never ever get pregnant for the sake of holding that person hostage. Because you're not doing it right. You're you're not being fair to the child that will be born to this world with the broken families. Like before that kid is being brought to life, the home yeah, is already exactly. broken. It's not fair. Don't do that. Same thing with guys. Yeah, don't impregnate someone. So that's why if you are dependent on someone, how can your kids depend on you, right? So if you're a strong and independent person, then you can can take care of your kids right because if you are empowered enough you can make decisions on your own for the sake of and your you kids. actually have to love yourself first learn to love yourself mm -hmm. first and respect yourself first preach yes, mommy. Yes. Preach. Yes. you're gonna bring a life into this world and if you don't love yourself or give yourself respect, how can you show that another life how to respect herself or how to respect another human being if you don't love yourself or respect yourself? Just you know, that's yeah. just going to be a cycle. Mm -hmm. Yeah, true. It may sound as cliche, but that's really important. So because of that, we're so, so happy that you join us yeah. today. For today's episode, Raising Kids Alone. Once again, thank you so much, JC, for joining us. Irene. Yeah, thank you, JC. So, until our next episode of Where the F Am, am I, I Heading? heading? Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>